Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright. I'll be your host this hour for a selection of 78 RPM records from my collection. It's music from the first half of the 20th century. And on today's program, we'll hear everything from English folk songs to dance bands of the 20s and 30s to good pianists to male quartets to marching bands <laughs> to jazz. In short, I think we're going to have a good time. And we'll start with a record made by pianist Bill Krenz, that's K-R-E-N-Z, in 1952 for the MGM label. Bill Krenz grew up in the Chicago area and is reported to have recorded with Ralph Williams Orchestra as early as 1924. He later recorded with Sam Lannan and Ray Miller in New York, and his obituary states that he was associated for a time with Paul Whiteman, and I've seen it listed elsewhere that he played with Gene Goldkett's orchestra as well. In any case, he did spend 20 years as pianist on Don McNeil's Breakfast Club on radio and made a handful of records in the 1950s of some piano novelty stuff, and I think they're quite nice. This one is his own composition. It's called Oh Willie, Play That Thing. Thank you. 
can tell they were having fun when they made that. Oh, Willie, play that thing. Bill Krenz at the piano on an MGM record from 1952. I can't help but imagine that this record and a few others that Bill Krenz made for MGM at about that time were that label's response to the popularity of Joe Finger's car over at Capitol. They have such a similar sound, and yet I don't think Bill Krenz is any worse for the comparison. He plays quite cleanly on these MGM records. I like them a lot. Anyway, that welcomes you to this edition of the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright. I'm playing 78 RPM records of the 19-teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s here this hour. It's a pleasure to have you along. I hope you'll enjoy some of the records that I've picked out today. I thought we'd turn next to some dance bands of the early 1930s, all on the Melotone label, which was Brunswick's sort of budget line at the time. We'll start with Ted Black and his orchestra from May of 1931. Ted Black himself will sing the vocal on On the Beach with You. It's a really pleasant song. Melotone 12188. After that, the Van Epps Dance Orchestra from 1934 with Dick Robertson singing a Billy Hill song called The Old Covered Bridge. And then we'll wrap up with something a little more up-tempo, a song by Dubin and Warren called Lullaby of Broadway. And don't let the title fool you. Uh, it's, uh, it's a fairly hot one. From February of 1935, Johnny Johnson's orchestra will play it with Bob Treister, the vocalist. It's Melotone 13320. So a few early 30s dance bands on the Melotone label now. Let's start with On the Beach with You. Thank you. 
covered with memories for me It was there in my childhood I used to dream That my bridge was a ship far at sea With my sweetheart holding hands I'd sail to far off lands But now that she has gone No one understands Just the old covered bridge Across the old mill stream Covered with memories for me Listen to the lullaby of Broadway, the hipparay and ballyhoo, the lullaby of Broadway, the rumble of a subway train, the rattle of the taxis, the daffodils who entertain at Angelo's and Maxie's when a Broadway baby says goodnight. It's early in the morning, Manhattan babies don't sleep tight until the dawn. Good night, baby. Good night, milkman's on his way. Sleep tight, baby. Sleep tight, let's call it a day. Hey, come on along and listen to 
the lullaby of Broadway. The hidey ho and boopadoo, the lullaby of Broadway. The band begins to go to town, and everyone goes crazy. You rock a by your baby round, till everything gets hazy. Hush a by, I'll buy you this and that. You hear a daddy saying, and baby goes home to her flat to sleep all day. Good night, baby. Good night, milkman's on his way. Sleep tight, baby. Sleep tight. Let's call it a day. Listen to the lullaby of old Broadway. From the Gold Diggers of 1935, that's the lullaby of Broadway, sung for us by Bob Treister, along with Johnny Johnson and his orchestra. That was made in New York on February 2nd, 1935. Before that, from 1934, Dick Robertson with the Van Epps Dance Orchestra, the Old Covered Bridge, and starting the set back in 1931, we had Ted Black's orchestra on the beach with you. Well, back when I was in middle school and just getting interested in music of the 19-teens, 20s, and 30s, our local public library had one of those sales in which they dispose of records and books and videos and things they felt they no longer needed. And I remember grabbing a handful of records at that sale, one of which was an LP titled Inventions and Topics in Popular Song, 1910-1929. It's on the New World Records label. And it features a dozen and a half selections of that era, things like Take Your Girlie to the Movies, Come Josephine in My Flying Machine, He'd have to get under, get out and get under to fix up his automobile. <laughs> and the, the one song that really caught my ear at the time and has stayed with me since, it's called On the 515, sung by the American Quartet, made for the Victor label in Camden, New Jersey on December 28, 1914. It took some years of doing, but I finally located a copy and I'll play that for you now. The idea is that back in 1914, the suburbs were becoming quite a big thing. I think we tend to think of the suburbs as a post-World War II development, but really they started taking off after the turn of the century as people left the cities to uh, the edge of town. And there were these interurban train lines built to shuttle commuters back and forth from the offices in the city to their homes out on the edge of town. And annotator Carl Skeel for this LP summarizes the story of this song, which I'll read for you because... The lyrics are quite wordy, and they go by quite fast, and if you aren't paying attention, you'll miss it, (laughs) and this song really is all about the story. So I'll quote Carl Skeel, Joe Commuter, with groceries under his arm, misses the 515 quite by accident, repairs temporarily to a corner saloon near the downtown station, gets tipsy with a few others who have missed the 515, and sings a little baritone. He catches a late-night train home to his suburban love nest, only to find his wife crying behind locked doors. He tosses the groceries over the transom and returns by train to the attractions of the city, struggles through the next day at the office with the world's worst hangover, finds to his dismay that he cannot return on the 515 because it is Saturday. He forgot, and trains are on different schedules. He learns that his wife has gone home to mother, engaged a lawyer, and is suing for divorce. The ending could have been written by O. Henry, for when the bedraggled and apparently ruined hero of the song is hailed into court to defend against his wife, 
He and the rest of us are cheered to learn that the judge and jury are chums who all ride together each night on the 515. So that is the story we will hear sung for us now by the American Quartet. It's Victor 17704 on the 515. Talk about your subway, talk about your rail, talk about your streetcar lines as well. But when you're living out where the fields are green, you got to go home on the 515. You leave the office at 5 o'clock, stop at the butcher's for a snake or chop. Get the evening papers and a magazine And you run like the dickens for the 515 For the 515 Hear the whistle blowing For the 515 Your ring is all is low For the 515 Down the track you're going Bang goes the gates on the 515 Wifey's home awaiting Dinner in the pot Dishes on the table and the fire and hot Get the loving message on the telephone You'll have to heat your baked potatoes all alone Next train home is the 738 Hobby goes back to the corner to wait Meet the biggest crowd he's ever seen 17 commuters miss the 515 Oh, the 515 17 commuters, oh, the 515 Lined up at the bar, oh, the 515 Their wives at home awaiting Nobody home on the 515 Everybody's happy, everybody's glad. It's about the 17th drink they've had. The suburban quartet singing home sweet home. And Hubby's all excited singing baritone. He gets home about half past one. Carrying a steak and a chop and a bun. The door is locked and the lights turn down. So the steak to the transom and goes back to town. Oh, the 515. 17 commuters. Oh, the 515. Still around the bar. Oh, the 515. Hubby's back to join him. Now there's a club called the 515. Wifey's home a crying, lying on the bed. Hubby in the office with an awful head. Little blue blooms marching through his brain. Yelling all aboard the 515 train. He gets to the station at 5 o'clock. Forgets it is Saturday and gets a shock. The guard says, hey, get out of the way. The 515 doesn't run today. Oh, the 515, the cause of all our sorrow. Oh, the 515, brought trouble to our house. Oh, the 515, wifey's gone to mother. Then goes the home on the 515. Wifey's got a lawyer looking up the case. Hubby's sneaking round the office in disgrace. He's got no home and he's got no wife. He's going to join the alimony club for life. He goes to court, his case to fight. Takes a look around and everything's all right. The jury, the lawyers, the judge supreme. All our commuters on the 515. All the 515. The jury won't convict him. All the 515. They're going to set him free on the 515. He always fits 400. They're all pinochle players on the 515.
that'll get your circulation going. <laughs> the Victor Military Band, directed by Walter B. Rogers, something called Hazaza, introducing Pick a Husband. That was Victor 17559, made in Camden, New Jersey, on March 3rd, 1914. Before that, another record from 1914, pianist Felix Arndt, with his own composition from Soup to Nuts. Victor 17558, and starting the set in December of 1914, the American Quartet on the 515. Three pretty good records from 1914. Well, last week on the program, I played a record by Fats Waller at the organ in London, Go Down Moses, and that elicited a very nice email from Joe Porter, who describes himself as the world's number one Fats Waller fan. And in our exchange that followed, uh, Joe revealed that he has, in various formats, pretty much everything Fats Waller ever recorded commercially. And so there's nothing that I will be able to play here that he hasn't already heard. But it did get me thinking more about Fats this week and listening to a few more Fats Waller records. And so I'll play another one now just for the fun of it. This is Fat Swaller and His Rhythm, recorded in New York on June 5th, 1936. Uh, I really like this song. It's called It's a Sin to Tell a Lie.
What he said indeed. <laughs> the always effervescent fat swaller in his rhythm in 1936, it's a sin to tell a lie. So I won't. <laughs> I'll just say, my name is Brian Wright, and this is the Shellac Stack. I'm playing 78 RPM records from the 19-teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s here today. If you like what you hear and you want to write to me, my address is shellacstack at gmail.com, or you can reach me through the Shellac Stack website, which is www.shellacstack.com. While you're there, you can also listen to past programs in the series, view label scans and other odds and ends that I post up. Uh, again, www.shellacstack.com. Well, last night before heading off to bed, I put on YouTube for a little while and was promptly recommended a video with a title along the lines of, What is the oldest song that you know? <laughs> well, try me. I thought, and pushed play. It turns out the premise of the video is that the speaker was wondering what is the oldest song that is still commonly known that would be recognizable to its original creators. So he threw out hymns and certain songs that are supposed to go back 1,000, 2,000, even 3,000 years because musical writing systems at those times uh, just didn't provide enough detail to allow modern performers to reproduce these things uh, faithfully. Uh, modern performances involve so much guesswork of songs going back that far that we, we can't be sure they would be recognizable to their creators. So the speaker in the video supposed that there may be some folk songs dating back to the 1200s, 1300s, 1400s um, that would be recognizable uh, in modern performances to their creators, but he felt they weren't widely enough known. The long story, made somewhat shorter, <laughs> is that uh, he finally settled on Green Sleeves as uh, probably the oldest song still widely known that would be recognizable to its creators, and that dates back to the mid to late 1500s. Now, we could debate that, uh, but I'm not going to. I'll say only that this put me in the mind to hear Green Sleeves, so we will do that. We will listen to a recording made by Anne Shelton in about 1948 for the London label, number 287, her recording of Green Sleeves. But before we get to that, a couple more folk songs, beginning with the English singers in 1928 on that little Roy Croft label. I've played some of these here in the past. This one is a folk song that the booklet with the 78 set says may go back uh, and be as old as England itself. It's called The Turtle Dove and the arrangement we'll hear was made by Rafe Von Williams. After that, two folk songs sung for us by John Langstaff. These were recorded, I think, in London in about 1951 for his master's voice. Uh, Gerald Moore will be the accompanist. Lovely things they are. The first one is called Black is the Color, and this is supposedly a song that traces originally back to Scotland, but it was collected by Cecil Sharp in the Appalachian region of North Carolina, in, uh, I guess, the late 19th, early 20th century, and uh, just a, a beautiful, beautiful song, very touching. We'll follow that with a more rousing thing called Bingo, which you will probably recognize. I did, but I had never heard it sung quite like this. You know, the child song, Bingo was his name-o. <laughs> this is a little different, uh, but quite enjoyable. So folk songs now, starting with the English singers and the turtle dove. Folk song collected and set by Vaughan Williams called The Turtle Dove. Fare you well, my dear, I must be 
There was an old dog and he lived at the mill And Bingo was his name, sir B-I-G-O Banger and bopper and kicker and copper And Bingo was his name, sir You sing banger and I'll sing bopper And you sing kicker and I'll sing copper And banger and bopper and kicker and copper And Bingo was his name, sir The miller he went to town one day And bought a wedding ring, oh R-I-G-O Banger and bopper and kicker and copper And Ringo was his name, sir You sing banger and I'll sing bopper And you sing kicker and I'll sing copper Banger and bopper and kicker and copper And Ringo was his name, sir The miller he bought him a barrel of ale And called it right good sting, oh S-T-I-N-G-O Banger and bopper and kicker and copper And Stingo was his name, sir You sing banger and I'll sing bopper And you sing kicker and I'll sing copper And banger and bopper and kicker and copper And Stingo was his name, sir Now is not this a pretty tale, I swear it is by Jingo, J-I-N-G-O, banger and bopper and kicker and copper and swear it is by Jingo, you sing banger and I'll sing bopper and you sing kicker and I'll sing copper, banger and bopper and kicker and copper and swear it is by Jingo. she had. Anne Shelton in about 1948, Greensleeves. 
Well, let's head back to the 1920s and a few dime store dance bands now, beginning with Sam Lannan and his orchestra under the pseudonym of the Broadway Broadcasters on the Cameo label. From May of 1928, it's a tune written in part by Elmer Schobel, formerly of the New Orleans Rhythm Kings. It's called Southbound. We'll follow that with an Irving Berlin waltz called Because I Love You, played by Adrian Schubert's Salon Orchestra on the Supertone label, number 1042. Arthur Hall will sing it. It's from 1926. And finishing off this set in 1928, we'll hear from Klein's Serenading Shoemakers. (laughs) Gotta love these names. It's actually an orchestra led by Joe Green. Um... But it's more fun to say Klein's serenading shoemakers. The song is Nobody Cares When I Am Lonesome. It's Cameo 8247. So back to 1928, and uh, we'll start with Sam Lannan. Thank you. 
With an ending that is perhaps more interesting, really, than the song deserves, (laughs) that is Joe Green's orchestra as Klein's Serenading Shoemakers. Nobody cares when I am lonesome. And the vocalist is not credited on the label, and that may be just as well. (laughs) I think there were better singers in the studios in those days, but he got the job done, whoever he was. And nobody ever claimed that Cameo Records of the late 20s had exceptional sound quality, but even by Cameo standards, this one is pretty poor sounding. The record itself is in great shape, but it still sounds quite muffled and boxy. Oh well. Before that, Adrian Schubert's Salon Orchestra in 1926, Arthur Hall, the vocalist there, on an Irving Berlin song called Because I Love You, and starting the set, Sam Lannan's band in 1928, Southbound. I think we have time for one more record on today's program, and we're going to head to 1936, a little something from the Benny Goodman Quartet, a really tasteful performance of a song that goes back to, I think, about 1920. It's called Whispering.
Oh, it really doesn't get much better than that. The Benny Goodman Quartet featuring Teddy Wilson at the piano, Gene Krupa on drums, and Lionel Hampton playing the vibraphone with, of course, Benny Goodman, the clarinetist, whispering from 1936. And that's about going to wrap up this edition of the Shellac Stack. Thank you so much for the pleasure of your company this past hour. I hope you found some records that you liked, and I hope you'll come back when we'll do it all over again next time. Until then, though, thanks for listening. Take care. Bye-bye.